0: You're listening to episode 166 of the Room to Grow podcast and this is another best of 2019 episode that originally aired on September 3rd of 2019 all about forgiveness and this episode details a lot around not just forgiving other people but about forgiving ourselves because I think that that's a really important piece of the puzzle that is a lot of times left to the side. So let's get into it. Stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Today we are going to be talking about forgiveness. And the next the the next handful of sort of solo episodes on Tuesdays uh, that you'll be hearing, a lot of them I put up some polls about on Instagram stories to kind of gauge where people wanted to dive into the most and what kinds of episodes you guys wanted to hear a lot about or stuff like that. Forgiveness was very popular. <laughs> a lot of people wanted to talk about forgiveness and I can understand why because it's a really complicated thing. It, it it doesn't always feel like it comes naturally. It can feel really difficult to slog through and it's fucking hard sometimes. It's really hard even though we know that there's so much power in forgiveness, we often don't understand the full benefits that can come from it. And we don't understand how to get to kind of that endpoint of forgiveness. And the quote that first came to mind when I thought about putting to the get together this episode was, to err is human, to forgive divine by Alexander Pope. And listen, we're all going to make mistakes, all of us. So this is why forgiveness is such a crucial part of life, because it's not only about forgiving other people, it's about forgiving ourselves. And I'm going to really get into that a lot today about the self-forgiveness factor, because I think that sometimes we don't pay as much attention to that, and instead we're always looking outwardly to try and figure out how to forgive other humans for doing wrong by us. And there's a lot of power in that, but there's also... Um, some disempowerment with that when we're always putting it out onto somebody else and a lot of times we need to go inward to really get to the root of that so I wanted to look up kind of the the definition of forgiveness from a psychological standpoint so one of the definitions that I came up with um it was a definition that I found uh, an article by Berkeley University I will link it in the show notes. And it says, quote, psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness, end quote. I thought that that was really interesting because the deserve factor is really crucial there because there are all kinds of people who might not, arguably, who might not deserve our forgiveness. But who does it hurt more if we don't forgive that person? Because they're going to go on and live their lives. They don't give a fuck if you forgive them or not. (laughs) And instead, holding on to things like anger and resentment and stuff like that, that's only going to harm us. That's only going to harm you as the individual who was so called wronged. So that's something that we really need to take into consideration here. Something else is some misconceptions about forgiveness I started thinking about and one of the misconceptions is that the other person has to witness or accept our forgiveness or somehow be grateful to us for forgiving them. And again I'm going to stress here that in in multiple different scenarios and situations the other person or parties might not even know that they need to be forgiven for something (laughs) and like again it's not that they need to be it's that you need to forgive them and that's the difference but a lot of times we have it in our head that somebody has to be on the other end to accept our forgiveness and that's simply not the case that just isn't the case and a lot of times we are going to end up needing to forgive people that maybe are no longer even in our lives Maybe you just had a a passing encounter with somebody. Maybe somebody cut you off in traffic this morning and they really pissed you off. (laughs) And it like set the tone for your entire day. Maybe you almost got into an accident because of it. They don't know that you need to forgive them. But if you hang on to that anger over time and it just continues to build and build and build, like that one person that almost got you into an accident because they cut you off in traffic, they don't even know who you are. They've gone on with their lives. But you are the one who is suffering, you are the one who is staying stuck in that, and if you don't learn to forgive them, then that's only going to continue to escalate and bleed into other situations in your life. So this is just one tiny example of a misconception around forgiveness about the other person has to be accepting of it. Sometimes people won't want our forgiveness, that's something else. They might be fully aware that you are upset with them or that you are forgiving them or whatever and they might not want it. But again, that is up to them. You can still forgive them and it can have nothing to do with them. Another misconception is that about forgiveness is that it, when you forgive someone it doesn't mean that you agree with the behavior or that you think that it was okay either. You can forgive the person that cut you off in traffic. It doesn't mean that you think that it's okay to drive that way. (laughs) By the way, if you're worried about being cut off in traffic, do not come to Bali, okay? (laughs) I'm just going to warn you right now. It's like a whole different world. There are no rules. (laughs) Um, Acceptance of what happened, too. This is another misconception as well. You can accept that something happened without taking responsibility for somebody else's actions, too. And forgiving and forgetting. Oh, this is one of my favorite topics. I have put so much thought into this over the years about forgive and forget. And I I think even by like my late teens, I was telling people that I would forgive but that I wouldn't forget. And I've been having this argument with people for years. And people would say to me, well, if if you don't forget, then you didn't actually forgive. And I said, no, that's not the case because does anyone ever actually forget? Like, you can't tell me that somebody wronged you and then you just make the choice to forget it and you quite literally never remember it again. No. We hold on to those memories no matter what. So arguing that the only way to forgive is also to forget, to me, is total bullshit. That's just not how it works. But it doesn't mean that you can't still move past something. You can still forgive someone. You can still move past it. You can move on from it. And... we can accept it, we can can forgive it, we can go forwards, but that information will always be tucked away somewhere. And that can be really, like a really beautiful thing because it can offer us greater understanding into another human being or greater understanding into ourselves and how we acted or reacted under particular circumstances. So not forgetting can actually be a really magical space. It doesn't have to be a negative thing it can actually be incredibly powerful. So rewrite that story in your head. Ultimately, forgiveness is for ourselves. It is for us. Many times, the people that we're going to either want or need to forgive might not ever hear or comprehend the forgiveness and what it took to get there, too. It can take... When, when you need to forgive someone or forgive an act or forgive something that was done to you or for you, however you want to look at it. It can take so much deep work, even for something that on the outside maybe other people would think would be a somewhat minor situation, that other people might not fully grasp what it took you to get to that point. But they don't need to because you're the one that knows what it took and the strength that it took to get to that point. And that should be enough. But when we don't forgive, it means that we're allowing old wounds to slowly eat us alive from the inside out. It keeps us stuck. It prevents us from moving forward. And it ties us to living in the past rather than in the present. The other thing is, is that when we don't forgive, we're typically holding on to things like anger. That's just one one example. Like anger, resentment, all those types of things. But those... Types of emotions, particularly things like anger, when it's over the long term, and I have said it before and I'll say it again, anger is healthy. Anger is very healthy, but in the right ways and not over long stretches of of extended periods of time, just like any emotion. Like you're never going to just feel one emotion. If you think about how many emotions you feel in a day, if you actually start to process that and really think about that, you probably experience (laughs) like... 30 different emotions just in a single day and you could still have a relatively great day like a really happy day or maybe you have a really sad day it doesn't mean that you don't still have little tiny flashes of different types of emotions throughout so when we're allowing something like anger to stay with us all the time that actually prematurely ages us when it's long term And the body holds on to old emotions that we don't allow to be released to. A really great episode to listen to this one, to listen more about this, is uh, the Somatic Therapy episode with Ailey Jolie. It's episode 72. I'll make sure to reference it in the show notes. And she talks so much about how the body processes trauma and and the way that we hold on to things. And it's incredibly powerful. There's also some book suggestions in that episode as well. Uh, like The Body Keeps Score. Definitely go check that one out. I think that would be really, really useful for this. And when we hold on to the past, we can't enjoy our present. Instead, we're just ruminating and we're continuously reliving the past over and over again. We're playing it like some sort of highlight reel in our brains. This is when we'll have... <laughs> Has anyone else done this? Because I've definitely done this. (laughs) Having like imaginary conversations in our heads with people who will never truly hear what we have to say, or we'll have imaginary conversations with ourselves about how we would do or say things differently if given the choice. I hope I'm not the only one who's ever done that. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm not, but maybe somebody DM me and let me know. (laughs) And it's, it's this staying stuck. This is where the forgiveness has to come in because otherwise we will just continue to live that over and over and over again and replaying that highlight reel. And forgiveness is empowering. Forgiveness is empowering. When we stay stuck in the victim mindset of being wronged, that something was, was done to you, that's easy. It's very easy to stay stuck in the victim mindset. Trust me, because I, I had to work damn hard to pull myself out of victim mindset over the course of years and years and years and sometimes I can still feel myself getting pulled back in and I have to remind myself there's a victim mindset episode that I did with Christina Montalvo I will also reference that one as well it's episode 20 something Um, yeah I'll reference that one as well and what's a lot harder than staying stuck in victim mindset is owning your role in what occurred and making the conscious decision to take steps towards releasing what you've been hanging on to. That's a lot fucking harder. And this is why so many of us struggle with forgiveness because it's so much harder. It's difficult. It's not easy. It's easier to take the simple route of victim mindset and blame other people. But that's not what we're here for. That's not why you're listening to this kind of podcast. You want to learn how to break out of that and how to move forward. And forgiveness is a really important step to that. Something else when I was thinking about putting together this episode is finding forgiveness. And then I got irritated with myself because I'm like, forgiveness is not found. Forgiveness is earned. It's hard work and it is not for the faint of heart and it takes massive strength and whole new levels of compassion that you may never have reached before. Because... Not only does it require that compassion for other people, it requires you to stare in the face of your own mistakes and take a very hard look at what you might have been spending most of your life avoiding. And that is why people struggle with forgiveness the most. Because forgiveness comes from the inside. Forgiveness is for us. And forgiveness requires us to take a hard look at what we have done to get to the point that we have ended up in. It also takes a huge amount of strength to forgive someone who isn't sorry, or to accept an apology you're never going to get. And I had a bit of a weird situation here. So for anyone who is new to the podcast, um, or you may have come on as a listener more recently when I came out with the nine years of infidelity that was going on in uh, my last relationship, episode 117, I will also reference that one, (laughs) just throwing all the episodes at you today, um... What's interesting is that following that situation, my ex, he did apologize to me multiple times. Multiple, multiple times he apologized. But his words were meaningless to me because his actions had spoken so much louder than his words. And for so many years and over such a long period of time, not to mention the level of betrayal and... Deception and all of those things, I could no longer trust his words. No matter what his words were saying, it didn't matter. I couldn't trust what was coming out of his mouth. I had to instead look at his actions. And at the same time that he was apologizing to me in the months following all of this, I was also finding out about additional lies that he was telling me essentially in the same breath. So even if those other lies hadn't continued on and continued to happen. Just given the level of, of deception that had gone on for the previous almost decade how could I trust those words? So that's a little bit more of an extreme example but I wanted to paint a picture for you of, of the fact that you might be imagining and, and again ruminating in your head about what it would look like to get an apology from someone but I want to show you the other side of that that sometimes a lot of times actually the apology isn't going to mean nearly as much as you think it is. Because, again, that forgiveness has to come from within you. It can't come from the external source. And that doesn't mean that you aren't deserving of an apology. You absolutely are likely deserving of an apology. We all have things that we are very deserving of apologies for. It doesn't, I'm not taking that away from you. But what I want you to re-examine is what's actually going to make you feel better. Because someone can apologize to you until they're blue in the face. But an apology and forgiveness are two very different things. They're not the same. They're completely different. They're at totally opposite ends of the spectrum. So when you get an apology, are you going to accept it? Like, getting an apology from someone does not mean automatically that you accept it, just like it wouldn't if you apologized to somebody else. It's no guarantee that they're going to accept that apology. To accept the apology, to truly accept the apology, I mean, requires forgiveness. And that requires the inner work. That can't come from an external source. Harder still, more than any of this, and again, I'm circling back to this again, is forgiving yourself for the things that you did when you didn't know any differently. And this is something that I really struggled with in my situation with the infidelity as well, was realizing that I had been believing so many things that simply weren't true for that length of time, and losing that trust in myself, and you know, I I had thought that I was a pretty good judge of character and and all of these different things and I was choosing to believe what I was being told and I had to really do a lot of work to forgive myself for that far more than it came down to forgiving the other involved parties. And that's something that I'm still working through to some degree, again, I I always want to be very clear, like I don't have this 100% figured out. I'm often right there with you working alongside you. And this is something that I am working towards as well, because it's such a, it's been such a significant portion of my life that I have to learn to forgive myself for. And I have gotten better and I'm, I'm working on it, but this is sort of an ongoing practice. And there are always going to be things that we're going to have to forgive ourselves for as well something that I have found quite comforting in this whole process and I continue to find quite comforting is accepting that where I am right now is exactly where I am supposed to be and really take a moment to absorb that for a minute that despite whatever circumstances you have going on in your life right now anything that has gone wrong anything that has Given you a hard time, anything that feels like it has really disrupted your course in life, the, the course that you had planned in your head, what if it was all happening for a reason? What if it was placing you on the exact path that you needed to be on in the exact moment that you needed to be on it? And do you have a guarantee of that? No. None of us have a guarantee of anything. But it is about largely what you believe. And I choose to believe that because it brings me a huge amount of comfort and it gives me a greater sense of purpose and meaning that is really, it it helps me to get up in the morning because I'm like, no, you know what? I'm, I'm here for a greater reason. And today I'm going to find out probably a few more things, what that reasoning is. (laughs) And tomorrow I'll find out a few more. And you just keep putting one step in front of the other. And that can be a really important part of the process. Finding purpose and meaning in shitty situations is—it gives you hope, and without that purpose and meaning, it takes away the hope. And without hope, you're headed down an extremely dark road, and for some of us, there's no returning from that. So, whatever you can do to change and shift your your beliefs and what you are choosing to believe in, that can make such an enormous difference in your life and have such an incredible impact. Hope is what gets us out of bed in the mornings. It's what gets all of us out of bed in the morning. Truly, if you really think about that, hope is what gets us out of bed in the morning. Maybe you're just hoping for your first coffee. (laughs) Maybe you're hoping to have a greater impact in the world. Maybe you're hoping to have a giant belly laugh today. Maybe you're hoping to uh, make someone else smile. Maybe you're hoping to have a great snuggle with uh, your partner or with your dog even. Hope is what gets us out of bed. It's what gets all of us out of bed and it's what keeps us going through betrayal and heartbreak and pain and soul crushing circumstances. Hope is what keeps us moving forward and the other big thing is gratitude in your circumstances and in your present circumstances as well. This is going to get its own episode because I've had so many thoughts on this and I've had a lot of questions about this as well. Um, A lot of people reaching out to me like how have you found gratitude in all of this and I have so many thoughts on this so it's getting its own episode but I do want to say that when we're having difficulty forgiving it's often because we're so stuck in anger and disappointment and sadness that we can't focus on anything else. It's all we see and when we change what we're looking for and how we're viewing the world that's going to shift your entire state of being and pull you towards something completely different. Completely different. And you can do this all kinds of different ways. Like maybe you just start with some simple gratitude journaling or something like that. And and when you start to do it on a regular basis, you start to see things differently. You start to look at shitty circumstances. And I, I've used this with clients multiple times before where I would say to them, look at a particular, you know, shitty set of circumstances in your past because sometimes it, it's, it's easier to start... Practicing this when you look at past circumstances, you're a little bit more removed from them and then you can pay better attention. So look at at something in your past that was really awful at the time. It was terrible. It was not a good time. It was really shitty to get through, but you did it. And what are some of the amazing things that came out of that really dark period of time? And when you start to make that a practice and you start noticing those things, it becomes easier to start seeing those types of circumstances in your present as well. So even if you're in a, a shitty set of circumstances right now, you're deep in it at this very moment, it starts to become easier for you to look ahead and go, hey, you know what? This awful thing is happening right now, but look at the possibilities ahead of me. Look what I'm learning from this. Look what I'm pulling out of this. Look what... Road, I might have ended up going down that I would have that, that would have been awful for me if this had continued the way I thought it was going to continue. And the fact that something fell apart, it's exactly what I needed, and this is so much better, even though it really hurts like hell right now. So, that's something that's really important as well. The other the, the, part of the problem with forgiveness is I keep coming back to like the rumination thing <laughs> because. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm not the only one. When we have those conversations in our heads, with like, you know, these big elaborate conversations that we would have with somebody if they were right in front of us at this very moment. And it's not always going to be possible to have any conversation with someone who wronged you, which is why this inner work is even more important. And sometimes, as much as we want answers, talking it out with someone else, with the person who wronged you, can actually make things even more confusing depending on the circumstances as well. So again, that's a situation that I was in where I was asking all kinds of questions of my former partner and he would often answer them but the answers that he was giving were often either very confusing, didn't make sense, turned out to be more lies, or they just didn't matter. Like even when he was telling the truth, The answers really didn't make any difference. I thought that I wanted to know, but getting the responses didn't actually change anything for me because again, it came back to me. It came back to me to figure it out. I was the one who had to figure it out. He couldn't figure it out for me. I had to do the work. And I had to do it without him. So it all came back to me. And that's something, I think that acceptance of that is the most important part of all of this is that we have to accept that the forgiveness is going to come from us. We can't sit around waiting for somebody else to figure this out for us or to have, you know, the exact conversation that we want to have that's just going to change everything or, or, or get the apology that we've been waiting for. It's not going to change anything if we haven't done the work. Forgiveness isn't about the words. It's about the feeling, too. So sometimes... It's actually a practice in testing your boundaries and what you will and will not tolerate because sometimes you don't even know you need certain boundaries in place until they've been crossed. And that's going to require forgiveness too. Both of the other person who crossed your boundaries and of yourself for not having those boundaries enforced in the first place. And that is another area where I have really had to do a lot of work on self-forgiveness because that was a position that I was in. I've laid out a handful of steps, seven steps, that you can use for forgiveness. And it doesn't mean you have to do all of them. You can pick and choose. You can decide what you like and toss the rest. (laughs) Whatever's gonna work for you. These are just suggestions that I think that that can be really helpful to use as actual steps towards forgiveness. Number one, and this is the most important, give yourself time. You have to give yourself time. And this is a tough one because it requires patience. And if anybody is like me, Not very patient over here. (laughs) It's like, is this shit done yet? Really? Am I not past this? You have to give yourself time. Because wounds simply take time to heal. You know, we don't get a cut on our arm and expect it to heal within 30 seconds. We accept that it's going to take time and we recognize it for what it is. And it's going to be the same thing with forgiveness. And when there's been a situation where you feel wronged or you've been really hurt or betrayed or whatever that is it's going to take time and everyone is going to have a different timeline that it will require to move past something too there's no there's no rules on this there's no right or wrong there's no set in stone answer like if this happens to you then you need x amount of time it doesn't work like that it's a very individual process so Accepting that it's going to take time might be the very first thing that you need to do. Number two is to allow yourself to feel whatever you need to feel. And we can get stuck in the weeds here on the shoulds. Like, I should feel this way or I should feel that way and I should be more angry or, you know, I should be over this by now. (laughs) We get stuck in those shoulds. When it comes to things like forgiveness, forgiveness is messy as hell. It's so messy and there's, there are no quick fixes to this. There isn't, again, there is no right or wrong thing here. Instead, you just need to be a bit of an observer instead and just pay attention to what's coming up. What are you feeling today? What are you feeling when you encounter a particular person or a particular situation? Just get curious about that and notice, like start to start to get into the practice of noticing and paying attention to the types of feelings that are coming up. This can also really, really help you in just your everyday life. Like beyond forgiveness, it's a really helpful practice to just start to be a better observer of yourself. Number three is journaling. So journaling can be just incredibly cathartic um it can also be especially helpful to you if you like as you reread your journal entries later and kind of watch the evolution of your own journey over time as well and a lot of times we we make journaling out to be harder than it needs to be or we we kind of i've often like sort of put rules around journaling in my head like well if i'm going to journal i have to journal for like x number of pages or i have to answer like x number of questions And we make it too hard. It doesn't have to be like that. You can write three sentences in your journal and that's your journal entry for the day. And that's fine. That's totally, totally fine. Some days you might want to write more. That's great. Other days you might only feel like writing three words. Fine. (laughs) Whatever you want to do. It's totally okay. Whatever is going to fit best for you and your lifestyle and maybe even just your particular mood that day. It's all good. But journaling can be incredibly helpful and is also a really important practice in helping you figure out to pay attention to how you feel. So maybe that's what you start with is when you first wake up maybe you just write down like three emotions that you're feeling right then or that you maybe felt the day before something like that. And you can throw in some gratitude journaling in there as well like write down you know three things you're feeling and three things you're grateful for and that can be your entire journal entry for the day. And it's just going to get you into the practice of journaling which can be incredibly powerful. Number four, kind of related to journaling, but a little bit different, is to write a letter. And you can write a letter to yourself and, or, you can write a letter to the other party or multiple parties that you feel you need to forgive in order to move on as well. And by the way, you never need to let anyone see these letters. This is just a practice for you and you alone. You, I mean, you could, I guess, send a letter to somebody else, but... I would be careful about that because sometimes we can write these types of letters like in anger or something like that and and that that isn't really the practice that we're going for here because when we're writing a letter that we know someone else is going to see, we're going to be much, well, some, sometimes, we might be more like reserved or careful in how we write or very specific. I just want you to just release whatever you need to release in this letter. So tell yourself beforehand that it's okay because no one else is ever going to see this and just dump out whatever you need to onto this letter to yourself and to somebody else or multiple other people depending on the situation. Again, writing is so cathartic and this can really bring up so many important things that you need to see written down on paper for you to fully comprehend it too. Because sometimes I often find that when I start writing, And I mean physically writing, not just typing. Like pen to paper writing, things will flow out of my pen that just end up being like profound. And I'm like, where did that even come from? Like I didn't even, I I didn't even connect the dots on that in my head until I saw it on paper. So it can be such an important practice. And I think that it's incredibly, incredibly helpful. Number five is to ask questions. And this can go a few different ways. So you can potentially ask questions of the person that you want to forgive, which is a route that I took for a period of time until I realized that it was no longer serving me. But again, more importantly, asking questions of yourself. What actions did you take to end up here? And what can you take responsibility for? How do you want to do things differently in the future? The, the one... Kind of caveat to this that I'll say is in situations where abuse has occurred, this is a little bit different because you can end up taking on too much responsibility. But instead, you can also kind of acknowledge the pieces of yourself that you allowed to be lost along the way. Maybe the the fact that you did the best you could at the time, and again, that goes for anybody. Um, noticing what inner work you need to do that you know to kind of make sure that you don't end up in a situation like this again processing as many lessons as you can and giving yourself all kinds of grace. This is all super important. Like these are the kinds of questions that you can start asking yourself that are going to lead you so far down the road of forgiveness way farther than just staying stuck in the anger. That isn't serving you. That's not helping you. Number six is to have empathy and compassion. And this is hard, especially when we've been so deeply hurt by somebody else. But we need to recognize that their actions are about them and not about you. Their behavior is a result of their unique life experiences, feelings, and emotions too. Would you want to be in their shoes? And when I say that, I mean the full picture. Like, not just portions of their life. You know, if there's... If you look at somebody else and you go, Yeah, but you know, they've got this or... They they have this like amazing cottage that I love or (laughs) like whatever it is, they they go on these amazing trips. Okay, that's great. Like, yeah, you might want that aspect of their life, but do you want their whole life? Do you want everything that goes with it, including all the shit that goes with it? And sometimes we won't often know about some of the darker behind the scenes stuff. Like if you're just, if you, if you know someone on maybe a more shallow level and you just see them on Instagram or something like right now I'm traveling. So maybe people are looking at my photos going like, oh, must be nice. She's just running around Bali or Australia or whatever. <laughs> but I, I, I would think anyway that I'm sure there are all kinds of people who definitely would not want to fully trade shoes with me. And there's nobody that I would rather trade shoes with. But when we step into somebody else's shoes, it can allow us to have a little bit greater understanding and compassion for what they have dealt with in their own life. Just, just a sliver. Just a sliver. The other thing is here too, is realizing that we, we as well, are often needing to be forgiven by others. This is not a one-way street. Like forgiveness is not a one-way street. Everyone else is not wronging us and we're perfect over here. No, 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 no. There are all kinds of times where we need to be, like where other people are needing to forgive us. And you may never hear about it. Again, like we've talked about today. You know, somebody might never have a conversation with you to let you know, but that doesn't mean that you haven't intentionally or unintentionally harmed somebody else in some way where they feel betrayed or hurt or wronged and they are having to do their own inner work to forgive you. So it's always a two-way street and that also, recognizing that can also really help build up empathy and compassion. And number seven, this one is like a little bit more random one that I threw in at the end, but... I thought it was helpful. Having some sort of burning ceremony. I know it sounds super woo, <laughs> but I like some woo sometimes. And if you take a piece of paper and you write down everything that you want to release on, on, on that piece of paper and then you burn it, that can be extremely symbolic of letting it go. So whatever you wrote down on that piece of paper, that's what you're choosing to let go. However, this is not something you can do like overnight. You you cannot like, you know, have some terrible thing happen to you and the next day you're like, well, I'm just going to write this down on a piece of paper, have a burning ceremony, I'm good to go. No, no. We need to circle back then to the, the giving yourself time, allowing yourself that time to really process and to feel everything that you need to feel. All of those things first. And once you've moved through a lot of these things, then a burning ceremony would be more appropriate because you want to make sure that you that it's really meaningful. And it won't be nearly as meaningful if you're just having a burning ceremony but you aren't actually ready to let any of that go. So that's something that can kind of come farther into, much farther into your process, but it can be a really powerful, again, sort of cathartic exercise to have a, a little mini burning ceremony. I want to leave you with a couple questions. That you can continue to ask yourself. And I, I, I throw a lot of questions at you. Because I think that questions are usually more important than answers. Because it's the questions that we often end up with. The most interesting responses to in our in our own heads. And that's where we learn the most about ourselves. So. Something I want you to think about. Is what do you want to see more of in the world? And this This is important from my point of view because we often will talk about forgiveness and we'll look at other people's situations and say, you know, like, oh, well, she should just let it go or he should just do this or whatever. And it's it's easy to look at somebody else and judge. But we have to kind of take a little bit more of a bird's-eye view of this and we also have to really emulate more of what we actually do want to see more of in the world. So what do you want to see more of? What do you want to see and feel more of in your own life as well? And what would you want someone else to do for you? And you can take those questions however you want. Because I, I, I left them deliberately fairly vague. Because forgiveness is a really big topic. And there's so many different circumstances and situations where forgiveness is required but it's going to look so different for everyone so I want you to to really do some deep thinking on this I'm going to reference um the the seven steps that I listed for forgiveness in the show notes as well so just to do a quick recap it's about giving number one giving yourself time number two allowing yourself to feel whatever you need to feel number three journaling number four writing a letter especially to yourself Number five, asking more questions of yourself. Number six, having empathy and compassion. And number seven, potentially a burning ceremony. (laughs) If you've gone through everything else first, and then then you can do the the burning ceremony. (laughs) So I hope that this has been helpful. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, Yeah, I I really, I absolutely love when you give me feedback on episodes because it really helps me to zero in on what you need more of, what you want to hear more of, um, all of those different things. So let me know how this feels for you, how this sits for you. Reach out over to me at Coach on Instagram, or you can always email me at info at emilygoffcoaching.com. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear it. So I'll be back on Thursday. Uh, extra special interview i'm super excited and then there's obviously the business episodes that uh, business and podcasting episodes that come out every saturday as well so keep your eyes peeled for that and we'll be back on thursday